My name is Sash and welcome to the seventh episode of The Thing with Tech, where I'll talk about the thing with reverse wireless charging. Let's get straight into it. Reverse wireless charging is a feature which was introduced very recently about a year ago with the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Reverse wireless charging allows users to place another phone which supports wireless charging on their phone to charge the other one. It's sort of a power sharing feature and a lot of times it is advertised by companies showing users charging their earphones or their smartwatch from their smartphone. Now if you have listened to my last episode then you must have seen this one coming and already sort of know what I think about this feature. But today I'm gonna explain why I think like that. For those who haven't listened to the last episode, I call reverse wireless charging a gimmick and at least for now I stand by it. Before you pick up a gun and shoot me through your speakers, let me explain myself a bit here. In my opinion, reverse wireless charging was introduced to smartphones to have more advertising points and it works surprisingly well in some cases. When the Samsung Galaxy S10 came out, Samsung showed reverse wireless charging capabilities of the phone in almost all the ads and many people started associating S10 with the feature. More importantly, people also started thinking that it's a cool feature as it has never been seen or done before. So the main aim of introducing this feature worked. People started getting attracted to a new phone because of it. In fact, after the S10, many people started bashing other phones for not having this feature. Now there's nothing wrong with improving something just for the sole purpose of marketing. Although it sounds like a very Apple thing to do. Still, it's fine because ultimately the consumer gets a better device so don't get me wrong here. Reverse wireless charging is a good feature and can actually help in certain situations. But like a lot of other features in smartphones right now, it's being marketed too much and doesn't have much real life usage. Again, hold on to your guns and let me explain a bit more. Let's say you and your friend are hanging out together on a pleasant day and you charge your phone before coming but your friend forgot to do so and unsurprisingly your friend's phone ran out of power but you came to the rescue and placed his phone over your own and voila, his phone started charging and you saved the day. This is how all these companies want you to think how the situation will play out. Now let's think of the situation a bit more realistically. Your friend's phone runs out of power. So you try to charge it with your phone but wait. His phone doesn't support wireless charging because he didn't want to spend over $700 on his phone. But okay, let's say he did spend so much. You take both the phones and put them in your pocket. You guys continue hanging around and after about half an hour, you check your friend's phone to see if it has any power. Unfortunately, it doesn't because you didn't place the phone right. Wireless charging requires very specific placement to actually function properly. But let's say again that you guys were sitting somewhere and you placed both the phones on the table. You check your friend's phone again after about half an hour and what? Only 10% charged? Well, yeah, wireless charging through a dedicated charging pad is slow, so no wonder it's slow on a phone. And this isn't all. Even if we let this one pass and assume that your phone was charging your friends for more than a couple of hours, your own phone will be out of charge. Just because how physics work, your phone can't transfer power with 100% efficiency. Say if your friend's phone gets charged 10%, yours will lose 12% and so on, which may make you never use the feature again because you know your own phone will run out of power. So yeah, just in this small and one of the only scenarios where reverse wireless charging can come in handy, there are about 5 letdowns. Not to mention that during the entire charge time, you can't touch either of the devices or it'll stop working. So is this feature really that necessary? Do you really not think that this feature was introduced just for marketing? I mean sure, it can come in handy like twice in the entire phone cycle. But if it's so trivial, then why is it being advertised so much? And to all of you who are still gonna jump and say that this feature would be way more useful if used with things like earphones. 
First off, there's only a couple of earphones available in the market which support wireless charging. And again, your phone losing a lot of power regardless and your earphones charging too little are still concerns. Sure, 15 minutes of placing them on your phone may give you an hour or two, but it'll be the same story if not a better one if you plug them in and I'm sure very very few people let their earphones drain down to 0%. So this case may be a bit more useful than the previous one but again, not so much more. And just to be clear, most of the phones which support this feature are great phones by themselves and worth buying. It's just that this shouldn't be the reason you're buying them. I have the same complaint with reverse wireless charging that I have with extra smartphone cameras. They're being advertised way too much and for no reason at all and no user should ever actually get attracted towards new smartphones just because of such kind of improvements. You may say that this isn't the fault of manufacturers that users get attracted to these ads. But actually it is. For an average Joe who can afford premium smartphones, advertisements play a huge role in his purchase decision. People who actually research about smartphones may not agree, but we have to understand that a very big chunk of smartphone market is filled with people who don't know jack shit about smartphones and would buy anything they're presented with. And it's not their fault. They just don't find it important enough to sit around and research a bit, which is completely fine. It is at this point where companies should be transparent about what they're selling and own up to the fact that they have run out of good selling points and are barely innovating. I have seen some salesmen who do this, who instead of forcing people to buy a new product, ask them what they have and then tell them if it's actually worth buying a new one. They care about their customer more than they care about themselves. Transparency is one of the best ways of marketing. It can lead to less profits but it also establishes integrity. Also if we think about it, smartphones and the technology used in them have gotten kind of stale. We are continuously seeing the same things over and over again. Ever since the bezel-less revolution, the entire smartphone industry has gotten really really boring. Same screens, same features, same camera, same battery life, same everything. People upgrading from last year's premium smartphones to this year's premium smartphones would hardly notice any difference. I believe that this staleness of smartphones is the entire reason why foldable phones got everyone so excited, even if they may not have a good future. If you're wondering why I said that, please watch episode 5 of this podcast, you'll get it. Anyway, there was a rumor that Samsung will start using graphene batteries from the Galaxy S11 and if that's true, then that's the new smartphone resolution right there. If you don't know what graphene batteries are, then in a nutshell, they're batteries which could last up to a week with 15 minutes of charge. Yes, I know that sounds like BS, but it's actually true. There's actually a very expensive power bank which uses a 5000mAh semi-graphene battery and charges fully in about 18 minutes. It's known as the Apollo Traveler and costs about $110. Pretty steep for a power bank, but that's real innovation, so I'm not that surprised. I hope that these batteries are the next step in smartphone industry and we don't keep seeing smartphones with incremental updates. Although we can't forget that we have never taken any sudden jumps in smartphone technology since they were introduced. It was always kind of slow and steady, but even then, I don't think we have ever gotten this slow. So yeah, let's hope for improvement and graphene. With that, I'll end this episode. Catch you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.